Good morning, everybody. Like myself, if you just listened to that gospel reading, you probably said, well, you know, what's it, what is it really saying? And it's a difficult gospel unless you know what came before it. So in other words, that's what happens so often with the gospel reading. Once it's taken out of context, it doesn't seem to make all that much sense. So to understand today's reading, you have to look backward. And what you find is that recently, Jesus had arrived in Jerusalem. Um, he had spent um, more than two and a half years in northern Israel, uh, in Galilee, preaching, teaching, healing. And during that time, he was so well accepted by the ordinary people that flocked to him and they were cured and they were forgiven. But the leadership of, of uh, the Jewish people, those who should know the difference, unfortunately, they refused to accept him. That is, they, they tripped him up any time they could. They accused him of uh, breaking the law on many occasions. They accused him of blasphemy. And so, so sort of the relationship between between them and him just continued to uh, deteriorate. Anyway, after two and a half years, uh, he makes his way down to Jerusalem, which is probably about uh, 60 or 70 miles. And Jerusalem in many ways, uh, sort of like what Washington is today, meaning it's a sort of the center, uh, like Washington is the center of a secular, uh, secular power. Uh, Jerusalem was at the center of Jewish religious power. So, uh, so uh, uh, Jesus arrives there and two events happen uh, that uh, were interesting. The first one was that the regular people, the ordinary, the ordinary rank and file, gave him a great welcome. Remember, they put him on, on the back of a donkey and uh, they put cloaks, threw their cloaks in front of him and also um, uh, they cut branches in, in front of the donkey. And they cried out, all hail to the king of the Jews. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So you would say a great experience. But then the following day, he goes into the temple for the first time. And in the temple, he sees uh, the money changers, people who are sort of uh, in, in, in a, violating the law in a sense. And so he, he literally throws them out of the temple. And he says, get them out of here, he says, and do not turn my, my house of prayer into a den of thieves. And that event, those events, uh, lead him into a confrontation with the, uh, with the leaders, the religious leaders in Jerusalem. It's like the following day, and they sort of, as he's, preach, as, as he's teaching and preaching, they call him an aside. And they really question his authority. To say, on what authority are you doing what you're doing? Who are you anyhow? Or who gave you permission to, to preach here in the temple? And instead of giving them a direct answer, he said to them, uh, I will answer your question if you answer mine. And so he gave them a question. He says, the, the, the uh, baptism of John, uh, what was its origin? Now, that's a sort of a theological issue. There, there are two answers to that question. 
And no matter which answer they, they gave to that, to that question, they were going to incriminate themselves. And so their response to him was like they were defeated. So their response to him was, we do not know the answer to your question. And he in turn said to them, well, if you don't answer my question, I'm not going to answer your question either. And those events lead to today's gospel reading, where almost immediately Jesus said to them, what do you think, what do you think of this story? And he told them a parable. And it's a very simple little parable, as you know. But, you know, parables are, um, parables are an opportunity to, to, in a sense, look at yourself in the mirror. Parables are sort of reveal, reveal their own truth. And so Jesus tells this very simple parable about, about, uh, about a, a man who had two sons. And he goes to one and he says, I want you to work in the vineyard today. And the son says, yes, sir. Uh, no, sir, he said, but then later he goes. The second one said to him, yes, sir, but then he changed his mind. And so Jesus, said, Jesus says, uh, of the two, which of them fulfilled the Father's will? And obviously, the one who fulfilled the Father's will was the one who finally went. And then that led Jesus to say, he says, tax collectors, and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. Because John came among you preaching a message of repentance, you rejected him, but they accepted him. And so, so basically, what, what Jesus is saying to them, those who came last, he's saying, uh, those who came last accepted the message. Those of you who've been around from the beginning refused to hear that message. So why do you say this to, to, the, to, the, uh, to the leadership on that occasion? Well, basically, he was saying he's offering them another opportunity. He's offering them an opportunity to repent. He says, just look at yourselves. Those who, uh, those who heard the message were prostitutes and sinners. Those of you who've been here all the time from the beginning, from Old Testament times, uh, you had all the promises, and yet you refused to believe. So in essence, he's calling them to repentance, he's calling them to humility and repentance. So that's a message for them, for the people of his time. But it's also a message for the people of our time. Because you know, we've often heard it said, you know, in, in any congregation, even this one, there are those of you who have been Catholic all, all your life. There are those of you who perhaps joined the Catholic Church 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, or, or whatever, okay? But it's, it's been said often and many times that converts make better Catholics. People who join later make better Catholics. Well, why is that so? Well, those who, 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 who join later, really, the bottom line is, they really take, the, take the, the time to reflect, to examine, why am I doing this? Who, who is the Lord in my life? So, so they make that decision after a period of careful thought. Whereas those of us who have been part and parcel of the church for so long, we sort of take it for granted. 
okay? We're baptized and confirmed into the church. We receive the Eucharist and we go, go from there. So I think the message of the gospel today is not just a message of repentance to the scribes and Pharisees of Jesus' time. It's also a message of, uh, of humility and repentance for all of us. Turn away from sin and turn back to God. The problem sometimes of being a Catholic all your life is that your religion remains up here. It remains in your head. Whereas our faith is ultimately a matter of the heart. It's a commitment of the heart to Jesus Christ. And sometimes, sometimes we don't get there. And in order to get there, sometimes we have to, we have to humble ourselves and to repent. And so today, as little Maria here makes her first Holy Communion, as she says yes to Jesus in, in the sacrament of communion, I think it's an opportunity for all of us to reflect upon our own lives, reflect upon our commitment to the Lord, and reflect upon uh, the fact that so often we've taken our, our faith for granted. And hopefully in the process, uh, during these uh, crazy days, it's an opportunity for us to make a new commitment to Christ and to his church. Amen.